Well, alright, it's episode three. Here's a little rhyme you can get to know me. I'm just chilling like it's getting snowy in the rap, like some Mexico beans. But, um, you're fresh in those jeans. I keep it buzzing like methadone bees, right off the top, like getting no cheese on your pizza. Heavens, no cheese, please. I want that with some green peppers. And if I thought this out, it might have been fresher, like olives and onions. What do you call those things? I call them bunions. Cause they're on your feet Ah, D-Ray made the beat Woo I don't know what that was But I know what this is This is me welcoming you back To Weekend at Berkey's Episode 3 Thank you Thank you for coming back It's really, really good to see you How are you? Are you enjoying yourself? Are you having a good weekend? It doesn't have to be the weekend It can be you can listen to this whenever you want. That is the point. It doesn't, don't worry. It doesn't have to be on the weekend. All right? That's what I'm telling people. I'm like, yeah, it's called Weekend at Burgies, but we're going to be here for you. You know, it doesn't have to be one of those weekends like a Saturday and a Sunday, which is what, you know, the man wants you to, to think a weekend is, right? You know, for years of my life, I had to work on Saturdays and Sundays. So my weekend was a Monday and a Tuesday. And if you've ever had a Monday and a Tuesday as your weekend, you understand that it's a different world out there. When you've got a Monday-Tuesday weekend, and maybe you do right now, it, it is a different world. I don't know how, what else I can say. I mean, it's it's cool. You get to see different types of people around, you know, if it, like a, at a 10.30 on a Tuesday morning, you're going to see some different kind of people then you're going to see on uh, 10.30 on a Saturday. That's just that's just science. <laughs> no, seriously, the Monday-Tuesday weekend is a very interesting time to have your weekend. And my point is that this weekend here that we are having can be at any time. You don't have to listen to this on the weekend. This is what I'm telling people. They're saying, oh, Bergie, you got your own podcast now. That's great. Well, thank you. I'm excited about it. I'm having fun. We're getting there. We're getting there. But, you know, I tell them it's like, you know, you don't have to listen to it just on the weekend, right? I know if you got a Tuesday weekend, you're going to have a harder time finding a brunch place. (laughs) But you can still listen to my podcast. (laughs) All right? This is for all weekends of life. People of every kind of weekend are welcome here, and let it be known, Weekend at Bergies is for the for the weekend. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sick right now. I got a cold. I'm on some cold medication. I'm getting the goofies. Uh, <laughs> I was saying something important. Maybe somebody's listening to this in the future, nine, ten years from now, and you just found this. And you said, back in 2014, Word Burglar did a weekend-themed podcast that you didn't have to listen to on the weekend. That was innovative. (laughs) Okay, guys, I've had many weekends in my life, and some were long, some I had to work on, and some I don't remember. But I can honestly say that something usually good Happens on a weekend. Which, coincidentally, brings me to our guest this week. Sean Hatton is on the show, guys. If you are into video games and have a television, you have probably seen Sean Hatton reviewing all kinds of your favorite and soon-to-be-favorite and not-favorite video games. The man is a wonderful, wonderful guy. Great guy to talk to. That's why he's here. No jerks allowed. He's uh, He knows his, his video games. He's also big into Transformers and Ninja Turtles. Uh, we, we get into um, good talk about some, some summer movies. And just generally have a great time, you know, and that's nice. That's what you want to do on the weekend. You want to hang out and have a good time. So I'm psyched. That is coming up very soon. So Sean Hatton, stay tuned for that. And thank you, Sean, if you're now listening to yourself talking to me about you. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show, and we got to have you back. A big shout-out to Dave Howlett, who was on last time as our first guest. So, Orlando Nerdfest. Can we talk about this? Five days of the nerdiest music festival that's 
probably ever happened. Uh, kind of imagine, it's like Comic-Con and South by Southwest met at a hotel and partied for five days, and there's pizza everywhere, and everyone gets your Star Trek references. I had a great time. Shout out to Chozo. Um, big, big, big shout out to Aaron and everybody, everybody at a comic shop in Winter Park. We did a show at the Geek Easy on the Monday night, which if you're in Orlando, you got to track this place down. It's in Winter Park, Florida. It's a bar in the back of a comic book shop. Comic books, music, beer? Like, it was Mecca. I got to see some old pals like uh, Random, MC Frontalot, Lars, Schaefer, Kirby Crackle. Those are wonderful. Like, everybody. And I met so many awesome new people. Jay Jones. The whole posse, Cato, Drew, Joe, everybody up in the place. DJ Cylon, for a second, I got to take a shout out this man because he came through and DJed my set the Saturday night. And we, we literally met two hours before I had to go on stage at the pool at the Nerd Hotel. I said, meet me in my room <laughs> for nothing weird, just some raps about Battlestar Galactica. Okay. <laughs> and DJ Cylon came through. The set was great. And it was good. Fun. Am I getting a little excited? I'm, I'm just trying to keep things moving. There's a lot lot I want to get into. Muskoka, I'm coming your way. September 13th. Don't forget about that. Muskoka Sound Festival. For anyone in the Muskoka area... There's a big concert going on, big festival. It's going to be great. Peter Project's coming with me. Buck 65 is going to be there. Grand Analog's going to be there. Shad is going to be there. Bunch of rock bands are going to be there. Super fun, super exciting. Word. I got energy now. I didn't, I've been kind of sick. I've been fighting a cold. Uh, so I stayed in and drank a lot of tea. And... Played with action figures <laughs> because I'm seven years old. Big shout out to Greg, Greg Kent, who emailed me regarding the uh, the informer Weird Al parody that I attempted, and <laughs> he called me Word Al Burglarvik. <laughs> that made me laugh. It's making me laugh again. Greg, thank you. That was very. It's very hilarious. I don't know if I'm going to be doing a full-length version of that Weird Al Transformer Informer song, but uh, you never know. Who knows? It was super fun. Uh, I guess I need to work on some more Weird Al parodies. I think I'm high. Am I high right now? <laughs> high on love. Love of podcasting. Uh, because I'm now part of the Modern Superior Podcasting Network. So thank you. Big shout out to Modern Superior. Check them out. They've got tons of great shows. Drink Along, which I mentioned before. Time Bandits. Love that show. I was just on the latest episode, episode 42. So, you know, it's dope. Yeah. Who is this voice I'm doing right now? I don't know. (laughs) Modern Superior, Drink Along, Time Bandits, and see you next Wednesday. Of course, those same dudes who do Time Bandits, Greg and Casey and Dan. It's it's a lot to be a part of these this gang. Uh, the Do-Over, which I've sort of just discovered. Really cool movie podcast where uh, the host, Mr. Do, goes back and reviews. He, he redoes. I'm doing a terrible job of explaining your podcast. I'm sorry right now. He... he He travels. He doesn't travel. He reviews. There's no traveling. This isn't basketball. Back to the future. Basketball to the future? (laughs) Why isn't that a movie? Basketball to the future? What? Basketball to the future. I sat down here and I had like five things I was going to maybe talk about. And basketball to the future just came out of nowhere. And now I want that to be something. Can basketball? Where's my basketball of the future? 
what's going on? Michael Jordan has to go back in time. He teams up with Doc Rivers. Doc, who's... Yeah, Doc Rivers, and they have to uh, save James Naismith, uh, save the peach basket garbage man from throwing out the peach baskets that James Naismith uses to invent basketball. And that's basketball to the future. Oh, my gosh. Basketball to the future. Now I lost my complete train of thought. I was talking about The Do-Over, which is a podcast about revisiting the Academy Awards and reconsidering. I believe the, the tagline for the show is For Your Reconsideration. And which is quite clever. I like that. Nice job, Mr. Do. And I like the cut of your jib. And I like the the idea of your podcast. I'm just giving out the love right now today. It's, there's a lot of love. Love to you guys, really. Episode three, you're back. You're still listening. I hope. Thank you. So do over. I tried to explain it. Got to move on. Moving on. But I'm going to see you August 29th at the Horseshoe. Or maybe Toronto, I'm going to see you at Rancho Relaxo on September 19th with Decisive and Swamp Thing. And we got some crazy special guests lined up. That's going to be a great show, $5 rap show. And that's going to be really, really dope. So we will talk about that more definitely in the next episode. But uh, mark that in your calendrier. I'm getting a little goofy. (laughs) Did I tell you Sean Hatton's on the show today? And we're hanging out on the weekend. This is going to be coming out right before Fan Expo. So hopefully you'll see us at Fan Expo. Come find us. We'll be at the Nerd Noise Night booth hanging out. I'll be there on Friday and Thursday. And Friday night, the horseshoe. I'm going to get in this interview with Sean Hatton. He, What an amazing guy. From Reviews on the Run, EP Daily. Let's do this. Well, it's uh, the kind that I got from the farmer's market. Uh, they are a little bit flaky, so they make a big mess. So you have to have to have them with a plate. Well, yeah, because yeah. then, yeah, with the flakes, you know, it's kind of like a croissant or uh, or other flaky pastries. You know, I always feel like I'm leaving a lot on the table if yeah. I don't finish it. I mean, yeah, like... <laughs> you, you use a spoon, and then you scoop up the flakes after, and then you eat them. And if other people see you, they know what's up. They know, oh, yeah, that guy just had a really flaky butter tart. It's all good. Or use a spoon that has been dipped in some sort of sugary icing and then have the flakes stick to that icing and then eat it. (laughs) (laughs) I used to, uh, in my days of only having chips on hand, I, I used to feel bad about wasting chips. So when you got to the bottom of the bag and if it was all chip crumbs, but I still had some dip left. I'd pour the crumbs into the dip and make like a chip dip cereal and eat it with a spoon. Sounds Which, delicious. It is delicious. Probably not healthy for anybody. No. But really tasty. Um, <laughs> oh, so good. Um, but, you know, speaking of taking it to another level, let's just get right into it. You have an amazing job, which you are amazing at, which is talking about video games. A lot. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for saying I'm amazing at it, dude. You know, I, I catch I catch your reviews, and these days I'm mainly a uh, a portable gamer, right? So I play a lot, and we've we've talked about this, but yeah, I'll play like my DS and PSP. But you know, I see you playing these other games. I'm like, oh, I may need to just get a console or something. But uh, <laughs> um, what's uh, what's kind of like the big game right now? Well, I think uh, right now we're in a little bit of a drought as far as new games are concerned. Uh, big new games, but this week coming up, uh, this podcast will probably air after it has been released, but Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls Ultimate Evil Edition is coming out. Um, that's going to be on uh, the PS4 and that game, I don't know if you've ever played a Diablo game. It's the ultimate case of, oh, I'm just going to play for like 10 more minutes. And then three hours later, <laughs> you're still going and you're sure. still having fun. So 
that's uh, that's one that I'm really looking forward to. Cool. And I caught your review of what is the running game? Is it Infinity Runner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's on Steam. Yeah, sometimes I, I review a lot of games that are uh, a little lesser known um, or, you know, maybe not triple a level stuff but yeah infinity runner is uh it feels more like it's trying to be something like temple run but it's weird because it's on a computer it's not on an ipad or a phone and i think that's where those kinds of games are best i was watching you guys review it and i was getting like motion sickness it it seemed (laughs) weird i mean i guess you know when you do like a driving game that's one thing but running in a first person way just seemed weird and like you're running really fast <laughs> into walls I mean, for the yep. people at home who don't know this game um so what it started on an it would start as a portable game right the in- infinite runner type of game is one that we see a lot on iphone android devices you know ones like temple run but those are uh games that are really cool pick up and play games that you could play you know if you're waiting in line at the supermarket or you know waiting for a bus you could just uh take out your phone, play this game for like five, 10 minutes and that's it. And yeah, it's a first person perspective type of thing. And, uh, the game needs a little bit more polish, but yeah, I could see how it can give you motion sickness from just looking at it. But while you're playing it, you don't really get motion sickness. I don't think. Yeah. But playing it hungover might be not the best. <laughs> you're running into walls. And- no. <laughs> And like, so the idea is you're just running, like, is somebody chasing you or I was very, you can tell this review affected me. (laughs) I wanted to know more about this game I never wanted to play. (laughs) Well, you're running and um, you're just trying to escape. And so every now and then there'll be a battle that pops up in front of you and the enemy will come up and you'll have to hit a bunch of different keys on the keyboard in sequence. And if you misfire, then they get you. Um, but it's basically all about running away from this facility. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> there's there's not a lot more to the game than that. And uh, wasn't your cup of tea? Nah. Now I could see that working for like if they did like a Flash game, right? Like the yeah. superhero because he he runs. That's what the yeah. guy does. So maybe they could take that engine and translate it to a first person Flash running game. For sure. Yeah, and we haven't actually seen. Uh, a game starring Flash in quite a while. I think there was a Game Boy Advance game, but um, yeah. it seems like it was a long time ago now. Well, they're working on a TV show. I think the Flash show's coming out this fall, right? It's spinning out of Arrow. That's right, yeah, and shot in Vancouver, which is pretty interesting. You could see the Flash running around Canada. That's nice. <laughs> I, I, the Flash is an interesting character to me, but yeah, you know, he just runs fast. Like reading a comic, I mean, there are some great Flash comic books, but mm-hmm. it always was kind of weird that you're reading a comic and just looking at pictures of a guy just running fast. It was just, I was like, I get this after <laughs> after yeah. a while. But he is cool in the Speed Force. And Mark Wade did, and Jeff Johns did some cool stuff. But you know the kind of games I like, though, and I know that you like them. Like the 2D stuff, right? Like uh, Contra, Castlevania, Metroid. That I mean, that is like really my bread and butter when it comes to, to video games. Yeah, the classics. You can't go wrong with those, man. They knew what the games needed to be. The developers saw that the games matched their expectation of, uh, of what they wanted. And they released these things. And this was back in the day when you couldn't have a software update because it was a cartridge. So you had your Nintendo or your Sega, whatever, and that was it, man. You bought your game, and that's it. That's the game you've got. You don't have to wait for a patch to be issued, you know, that'll fix something in the game, or, um, you know, worry about a server being offline after a few years. Because, you know, uh, a lot of games that have these multiplayer modes, after three or four years, maybe sometimes five years, um the publishers stop supporting the online modes. So, like, if you got this game and you're really into multiplayer, then that's too bad for you. You can't play it anymore. Whereas you luck. I didn't know that. Yeah, you could still go back. You could still play the Mega Man series, Metroid, all that stuff on your old NES, provided you still have it. You kept it in good condition. I love my cartridges. Yeah, and, and it's just cool to see it on your shelf. You know, you could scroll in your PSN library, I guess, but it's not the same thing. No, it's not the same. But their 2D games seem to be kind of having a resurgence this year, right? Like, uh, oh yeah, I heard good things about uh, Meat Boy and um, Shovel Knight, which I haven't. Yeah. I haven't played either of them yet. 
Well, Super Meat Boy is now several years old, maybe three or four years old, but okay. Shovel Knight came out this year, and it's fantastic. It might be my favorite game of the year. Now, you're this guy who is a knight who has a shovel, and that's your weapon, but then you can, through through playing the game, you pick up these jewels, and you come across different characters who you could buy power-ups from. It's very heavily inspired by games like Castlevania, the uh, second Legend of Zelda game where it was a side-scroller, mm-hmm. then, of course, DuckTales, Mega Man. Oh. And uh, and it's all about knowing the patterns of the enemies and knowing when you can attack them and what kinds of attacks you can use. It's a lot of fun. It's ridiculously good. Sweet. That is the kind of game that I love. Yeah, I'll have to show it to you. Okay, sweet. Yeah, because you can't get it on a uh, on a portable, right? Like Now, I have PSP. I don't have a Vita yet. Well, I think it's available on the 3DS. Okay. Um, but I don't know if it's available on the PS Vita. Man, you got to get a Vita. We'll uh, we'll have to start a little savings account for you, <laughs> or a kick a Kickstarter. I'm afraid I have so many games I still haven't played. It's like, <laughs> oh no, no, I know. And you did it? Did you do a game for the Vita? You worked on uh, Mutant Blob's Attack, right? You yeah, I provided. Yeah, I provided the end credit song for that game. Yeah, yeah. The, the guys who made that game are based in Toronto. It's Drinkbox Studios. And actually, Peter Project, he did all of the other music in the game. So they work with him a lot, actually, which I think is pretty awesome. And he gets to do stuff, you know, because we know him primarily as being a hip-hop guy, right? He makes beats. Um, he does some EDM-type stuff under the name Coins. But getting to hear him do... Other kinds of music, like Mutant Blob's Attack, has this really cool retro-inspired whimsical score, like old cartoons and uh, and old sci-fi uh, movies. So it's pretty cool that he has this just vast amount of of skill that he can just decide, oh, I'm going to make this kind of track, and then he goes and does it. So I, I'm really I'm really excited that. He's on that, and that I actually got to uh, to provide a song as well. He's such a talented guy, and uh, yeah, we love him. We're doing a little show with him at the end of August. That's right. Enough, uh, the yeah. Nerd Noise Night. We're gonna we're gonna get into that. I wanted to ask you though. You made me think when we were talking about Mutant Blob's attack. There's another kind of mutant that you and I like. Uh, are they also ninjas? They are ninjas and turtles. Yes. Yeah. How did you? Oh my gosh. Uh, Ninja Turtles, the movie, I haven't seen it, and I have yet to hear of a reason why I might want to. But you, I believe, saw it. I did see it. you had some thoughts on it, right? Did you care to share them? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I think uh, the movie is really ambitious, and you could tell that a lot of people had their hands in crafting this story, because at a lot of times, it's all over the place. Things have been changed about the nature of how the Ninja Turtles came to be, which I'm not going to say what the origin is, but it's vastly different. It's more in line uh, to what the origin is in the current IDW series, but it's also still different from that. There are a lot of things that are not said in the movie as far as um, relationships, like does the Shredder have a relationship with Splinter before... Um, that's never hinted at. And I think that's one of the coolest things about Ninja Turtles is that it's this rivalry that's transcended time and countries and, uh, and forms even, you know, when, uh, Hamato Yoshi was a man, he and Shredder were rivals and like they were rivals in the Foot Clan and then they're rivals now. So that was an element that was missing. Um, I found that everything in the movie that had to do with the turtles themselves was really good and that everything else was just a complete mess. Like some of it was straight up terrible and some of it was just questionable. I I don't know. Obviously like I'm not a big fan of the Michael Bay transformer movies, uh, Yeah, but I am a huge turtles fan. I know you are. And I mean the origin in, when they did it in the first movie, it was actually very close to the original black and white comics that Eastman and Laird did because right. in the cartoon, Hamato Yoshi became Splinter, right? Right. And in the original comics, he was always a rat and he was Hamato Yoshi's rat. Right. And yeah. Hamato Yoshi and Shredder's brother were in a fight over a girl and then, yep. sh- yeah. And then Hamato Yoshi killed 
Shredder's, Shredder's brother. brother. Yeah. And then yeah. years late, he get kicked out of Foot Clan. Years later, Shredder comes to New York. So blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I always liked that there was a nod to Daredevil in the original comics where they hinted that the guy crossing the street was saved by like a guy pushed another guy out of the street where the, the truck swerved and the mutagen came out of the truck. Right. And that guy, <laughs> and that's a panel from like, they made it from daredevil's origin so that the, they were implying that the thing that gave daredevil his, um, his abilities and he, that blinded him, but gave him like the heightened senses was yeah. also the mutagen. And that yeah. was like a nerdy comic book thing. Oh, for sure. And that's so cool. The original comic was just made out of this love for existing comic books at the time. And, you know, there was a little bit of you know, um, homage and uh, and also kind of making fun of, um, making satire from the comics that already existed, right? Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of that in those early issues. And there's playfulness, but there's also darkness. And I think those original Mirage comics are still one of the best incarnations of Turtles. I mean, not as uh, accessible as, say, those early movies were, or now this movie is, because, you know, this has such a huge marketing push behind it. It's aimed at kids, it's aimed at adults, and, you know, it's apparently doing really well in theaters. They've announced that they're working on a second one, so... Well, I mean, you know what? The Transformers movies are a perfect indication that uh, a quality film, uh, it does not need to be to make billions of dollars. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) I only saw the first two Transformers, and the second movie just angered me so much in theaters. And not just, I'm I'm okay with them making changes from the original source material, but Mm -hmm. when you just, oh, I I won't get started on Transformers rant, but. (laughs) Well, here's, here's where Ninja Turtles and the Transformers are different. uh, As far as the blockbuster movies are concerned, the Ninja Turtles movie takes at least the characters of the turtles and keeps them intact to uh, what they originally were you know they've got those archetypes they've got those relationships between the brothers and that is that's still left as is whereas the transformers movie these characters just they could have been anyone and they just didn't feel like how they're supposed to feel and they didn't act how these characters are supposed to act you know you've got bumblebee urinating on john taturo's character in the first one and then Thanks for reminding it, me. That. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I apologize, but you know, it, it's something that even in the even in the GI Joe movies, the characters are there's some homages to their original um, origins or just the way they were in the comic book, etc. Whereas I didn't feel the Transformers did that at all. Yeah, Optimus Prime, I felt was kind of a jerk in those movies. Yeah, at least in the ones I saw, and I was like, this, you know, Optimus is kind of the hero the guy you look up to he's noble he's the leader everyone respects him and you know his enemies respect him but you know and he's he's not vengeful he's not out to kill people and he was just sort of i don't know what can you do at least they got <laughs> um was it peter cullen is that the guy's voice yeah yeah the original they got peter cartoon cullen voice to do the voice yeah um yeah. Oh yeah, well, Turtles. I feel like I'm going to see it. I'm not going to see it in theaters, but I, I'm sure at some point in time, I will catch a bit of the film. But uh, and they do look weird. I don't they know. Look more like a turtle. So I I don't mind so much that they went that for the real wor- world route. That it's like yeah. okay, if a actual turtle got mutated, this is what it would look like. But yeah, you didn't seem to loathe it. As no, as, I didn't. I I actually yeah. thought it was going to be the worst thing ever, and then I saw it, and I'm like, oh, you know what? It's not. Bad. Yeah. Now, would like with GI Joe two, the, the first GI Joe movie, I wasn't crazy about, but the second GI Joe, I was like, you know what? That was actually a, a valiant attempt. Yeah. And I didn't think it was it was that terrible. But, yeah. Uh, I, would you I rate think, this higher than GI Joe two? <laughs> no, I think that second GI Joe movie is still better than Ninja Turtles is. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You know, because that that movie had a lot of cool stuff. You know, you had the the ninjas in there, had uh, Firefly, and uh, Bruce Willis was actually pretty good. Uh, I think Roadblock needed to rhyme, though. It should have been Terry <laughs> Crews from 
you know, oh, the yeah. expendables, he would have been the perfect roadblock. He would have so. been the best. Oh, uh, because he, you know, he can rhyme. He looks like roadblock. Uh, I saw Expendables 3, which is actually pretty funny. Have you seen that? No, I've seen the second one, though, and yeah. I did enjoy that. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, obviously the connections to G.I. Joe are, are easy to draw, and it was fun. I mean, you know, it kind of had me. I was telling my friend Dan that it had me at Wesley Snipes getting locked up in a super prison for tax evasion. And it, <laughs> it kept me when, like, you know, Harrison Ford shows up and his best friends with Rambo all of a sudden. So it's like, Han Solo and Rambo are friends? This is amazing. That's and amazing. Apparently, uh, Harrison Ford is in it because, speaking of Bruce Willis, he walked off set. So, what? Yeah, apparently they, did, they weren't going to pay Bruce Willis enough for the third Expendables, so... Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you know, but everybody else is just kind of walking on. You'd think it'd just be a fun day out. You know, oh, what are you going to do? I'm going to go shoot a movie with Stallone. I mean, Frazier's yeah. in there running around. You got Frazier and the Terminator and everybody. It's just a, it's a great time. And Mel Gibson, of all people, kind of steals the movie. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He's, he's kind of the best villain. His name is Stonebanks. And anytime somebody sees him or like talks about him they kind of under their teeth just say stone banks <laughs> i felt like i was watching like a simpsons spoof or something but uh yeah. it, it was very well done in that they were just really smart about how they knew people were going to find things cheesy like they just poked a lot of fun at themselves while yeah. having lots of crazy explosions and uh machine guns so you like actions and explosions and you know, guns <laughs> and a bunch of fifty-year-old '80s action stars. Like Harrison yeah. Ford's like seventy now. So man, I don't, I don't know if Stallone's got another one of these in him. He's, uh, he's pushing it. Yeah. Speaking of Stallone, he was in a movie a few years ago called Bullet to the Head, and <laughs> and Jason Momoa was in it. Uh, you know, uh, Khal Drogo from Game of Thrones. Okay, yeah, and. They were rivals in the movie, and the last fight scene is them having an axe fight, which is completely ridiculous because uh, because of the age difference mainly. I was scared. I was scared that someone was going to get hurt for real. And I'm watching the movie. Obviously, no one got hurt, but that's uh, that's how intense that axe fight is. And what's it called? Oh, it's Bullet to the Head. Bullet. Okay, that yeah. sounds like uh, my experience with Transformers too. <laughs> They should have just called the movie Axe Fight, to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I thought you said bullet, but then you're talking about an axe. Like, oh, okay. Oh, my, my. Now, that brings me to another video game you reviewed that I saw and that I wanted to ask you about because it looked good. Okay. Broforce. Oh, man. Yeah, because I love Contra. So what? what's up with Broforce? <laughs> Broforce is... One of the best games that I've played all year. It is completely hilarious. Um, I met the guys who made the game at PAX East in Boston earlier this year. And the game is based on 80s action movies. They came up with the idea because they were sitting around. Probably they were on drugs. I don't know. But someone came up with the idea of Rambro. Like, what if Rambo was Rambro? And then they just rift on that and so they came up with instead of commando there's command bro and instead of the boondock saints there's the brone dock saints and then there's there's bro puns on like any sort of 80s action star you can think of there's ba bro raucous okay. is one of the characters and so this is a side-scrolling game where you are trying to liberate other bros that are POWs in Vietnam. And so you go Wouldn't into this P bro W's. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. So no, that was too, too much of a stretch, I guess. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I'm actually genuinely laughing at that because it's just, it's just funny when you're trying to keep, come up with puns and uh, and I really commend these guys for coming up with all these different characters. Uh, they even have alternating bros. Like they'll have the same, um, like they'll have different characters who are played by the same actors. So there's uh, Rambro, but then there's Judge Dredd as well. 
and then there's Command Bro, but then there's a Terminator as well. Indiana Brones is one of the characters that you can rescue. And once you rescue these characters, or you do enough rescues, it unlocks more special characters that you can then play as. Every time you rescue a bro, you then have an extra life. And so when you get shot, you immediately become another bro. And it's not necessarily <laughs> the bro that you rescued. You just have this massive library of bros that you could possibly be, and the game chooses one for you. It's a lot of fun. It's ridiculous. I want to play it. What's, uh, what's it on? What system? Uh, right now it's on Steam. So okay. it's, on, uh, it's on PC. So it's weird, though, with all the online gaming focus, I mean, we, it kind of keeps coming up. And I've noticed now the you are obviously familiar with uh, Twitch, right? Yes. And Twitch, for the people at home who don't know about it, it's a lot of live video game tournaments that people watch. And there are actually commentators on. So have you been involved in any of your... Are, are you doing any video game commentating? This seems like something that would be right up your alley. Like if you're watching a Street Fighter tournament and people say, oh, Zangief just tripled Super <laughs> Pile Drove Vega, you know, um, I don't know. I, I think I could probably do that. Um, there there are professional tournaments like the Evo tournament that happens mm-hmm. and it's all about fighting games. And that's incredible that it's such a thing, that it's such a huge spectator sport that they sell tickets to the event. Plus they have thousands of people, possibly millions of people around the world watching these people playing fighting games. It's crazy. It's becoming like a sporting event, right? I yeah. Mean, we are on the way. It's like The Wizard. If you remember yep. the Fred Savage movie. I mean, oh, yeah. we are getting to that level where a lot of the kids, uh, you know, now are growing up watching video games tournaments as if it's you're watching, yeah, the World Series or, you mm-hmm. know, the the Stanley Cup. And it's cool that it exists because years ago you couldn't really, like, watching people play video games like you'd go to an arcade and watch guys play and and that's about it like over here we don't have broadcast channels devoted to that kind of thing uh so you couldn't just turn on a tv and watch people play street fighter the way tv is right now i mean the biggest events are still live sporting events right so i think that's why and you know everybody's you can pvr the breaking bad finale and watch it at your leisure but everyone wants to see the leafs game as soon as it happens. Right. Do you think we are on the road to seeing these become like a televised event? People should want to be putting this stuff on TV because it's on the internet, which is a great way of seeing things. But, you know, having it broadcast via satellite, you're going to get a better quality signal for the most part. You know, lots of people are in places uh, of the world or in Canada, I should say, <laughs> where the internet connections aren't the greatest. And uh, and that would be a good way of reaching out to more people. There's something to be said, too, for, I mean, they're the video games we love. I mean, I love playing Final Fantasy, but watching someone play Final Fantasy might not be the most fun. But, no. But uh, when I was a kid, I remember this kid who was good at all the Nintendo games that nobody liked, like Kid <laughs> Icarus. So I didn't like playing the game Kid Icarus. I found it really frustrating. This is like old school, you know, NES Kid Icarus. Yeah. It was just like I didn't like it, but he was good at it. So watching him play without dying or whatever, it was really interesting to see. Like, but, mm-hmm. you know, when you watch someone who's really, really good at it, that, you know, it's it's so impressive. So it could be, and I'm not, I don't want to equate Kid Icarus to triathlon because <laughs> nowhere near the same thing triathlons are cool kid icarus wasn't really no um so back to games because we were talking about like good games this year so you mentioned a few what what would you say is like the worst game of the year is there one oh, yet i don't know that's that's a good question you know what's funny is that i i do play so many games throughout the week and Every now and then, we'll come across one that is just absolutely terrible, and we rip it a new one on the show, but then I usually forget what they're called. Just The terrible ones just don't stick with me in my mind, and I, I forget them over time, That's unless good. something like a sequel comes along, and then I remember, oh yeah, the first one wasn't that good. And then The new Kid Icarus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird, because I totally agree with you. That first game is terrible. There's so many better NES games. I don't know why that game had a following. I think what might have happened is because Kid Icarus was a character in Captain N and the Game Masters, mm-hmm. 
Remember that show? Oh yeah, Bayou Billy was in it too. So it's yeah, weird. yeah. They they had it was weird because they had characters from different publishers all interacting. You know, Simon Belmont's a Konami character. Mega Man is a Capcom character. Then uh, when Game Boy came out, they actually had a guy who was a Game Boy. Do you remember that? <laughs> I dude, I blocked that from my memory. <laughs> oh, so, who um, was his father? Was there Pardon? game father? Did he have game, a father? G- game dad? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Captain N. Simon Belmont was a total like mimbo in that too. He was. That bugged me. I think I remember the first episode. Like this isn't the Simon Belmont I have envisioned from all the times I played Simon's Quest. He has. He had more in common with like Johnny Bravo than. Simon Belmont from Castlevania. Yeah, it set back the character. I mean, really, (laughs) let's be honest. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm a huge Castlevania fan. Oh, it's Um, such a good series. Oh, man. So, yeah, so for the worst game, then, I guess it's it's funny. There's nothing really this year, so sorry. Oh, well, you you had nothing to do with it. (laughs) You have very sore thumbs all the time? No, actually. Um, I work them out. Uh, I do, uh, thumb pushups. I, uh, I give people thumbs up when I see them. <laughs> that helps. Uh, and not all of my games I, I use a controller for. Like, uh, a lot of times when I'm playing PC games, I just use the keyboard and the mouse. Um, if there's a controller option, I'll try that. Um, but you know, uh, also just growing up with video games, I guess my thumbs are just used to a lot of abuse. Totally. Would you, <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite controller of any system? Xbox, Ooh, that's... Sega Master System, oh, Game that's, Boy? That's a great question. Uh, I really like the Xbox One controller, ah, actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very comfortable. I remember when the N64 controller came out and oh, yeah. like, how the hell am I supposed to hold this? But It's like a Klingon bird of prey. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. It's, I don't know, it grew on me, obviously. Oh yeah, definitely. That joystick used to always get like crud in there, like, you know, oh, yeah. stuff off Doritos from your thumbs. And Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you had that problem. Maybe oh, for sure. All dressed chips. <laughs> no, if you go to, uh, if you go ever find N64 controllers at Value Village or uh, used game stores, there's always crud caked in there. It's so uh... gross. <laughs> and it's all like, it, it's, it doesn't even look like Pringle bits anymore. It's Pringle just, shingles. <laughs> it's, it's just <laughs> it's just black crud sticking in the analog uh, yeah. stick. <laughs> um, okay, so we cover video games. We should talk about music for a second because let's do it. This is going to come out right before Nerd Noise Night Four. Excellent. So, for anyone who doesn't know what Nerd Noise Night is, I mean, I know what it is. Do you want to yeah. share with the people listening? Yeah, it's this cool concert that we've been putting on every year at Fan Expo time. Uh, You know, lots of folks are coming into Toronto that don't normally get to come to the big city. You know, folks are coming from out of town, traveling great distances, and they're really excited. They want to do cool things all day, which they get to do at the convention. But then at night, they need something else to do that's cool. And so why not come out and hang out with us and watch some pretty cool bands and hip-hop artists play at the Horseshoe Tavern. So we've, we've been putting on this show for this will yeah, it'll be our fourth time. Two nights, Friday and Saturday. Both nights are super stacked. Um, now, the Cybertronic Spree will be playing, and that's your band. Well, for anyone who, who hasn't seen Cybertronic Spree, what, what do you guys do? What's the deal? <laughs> well, it's it's a pretty in, interesting concept. We're a cover band. We play the 1986 Transformers soundtrack. So if you remember the animated movie where, you know, Prime gets killed, Megatron becomes Galvatron, Rodimus Prime becomes the new leader of the Autobots, it's that hair metal soundtrack. And we also wear costumes of characters from the movie while we're playing it. So it's pretty interesting. And your costumes are crazy. You've got... We've got Hot Rod on the bass. He also sings. We've got Spike on guitar. He's also a vocalist. 
And then our third vocalist is RC, who is a keyboard player as well. And she rocks. She's pretty amazing. And then we've got a Quintesson who plays guitar. And he also plays keyboards because he's he's a Quintesson. He's got lots of faces. He can do a lot of things at once. He's Hector talented. Yeah. Hexa talented? What's five? Hexa? Hector. It's pentatalented. Pentatalented. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I dropped out of math. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, are it's shapes okay, math? <laughs> shapes are math. Yeah, man. Geometry. That should. That sounds like a band name. Shapes are math. There we go. Me but and sorry, you. So, so the Quintesson, yes. He's and then there's also Unicron on lead guitar. And this guy shreds. He is awesome. Um, and he's a lot of fun to... Uh, to have be a part of the band it just lends uh so much authenticity to it to have a metal virtuoso guitar player shredding and then there's uh the drummer is this guy named rumble and he's all right i guess he's he's the loose cannon of the band he's pretty awesome and and i like that they you know the the cybertronic spree is a very inclusive band it's autobots decepticons quintessons um planet I, eaters yeah and humans. human yeah. yeah it's it's a very it's a well <laughs> many many different types of beings are well represented in your band yeah you know we're an equal <laughs> opportunity employer and i like it, it yeah it just goes to show that rock and roll and good music and good times can bring people together regardless of uh where they come from yeah i think and that's a beautiful thing and you guys are great at playing the songs and you're great looking in these costumes like anyone who has not seen cybertronic spree live you need to go because it's it's quite the sight to behold (laughs) so you guys are playing on the saturday night right and i'm playing on the friday night and there's a ton of other great bands who else can people expect to see well also playing on the friday with you we've got two live drew and these two guys they are, you know, we we know about hip hop remixing and all this kind of stuff. So these guys have their own take on 1990s hip hop, like Fresh Prince, LL Cool J, that kind of thing. Uh, and they do it with synthesizers live, which is pretty awesome. We've got Swamp Thing. Those guys are incredible. They're insane. Love them. Next level stuff. You know, they're they're on the back burner crew. So that's the fam. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, we've also got Brental Floss, who likes uh, singing over video game music and, in general, being a silly type of guy. Yeah, he's uh, uh, he's well known amongst the video game music uh, singing community. Yeah, he's got. Uh, he might be the only guy who does that, actually. Yeah, and then we've got Fresh Kills, who is just a monster on the MPC. He kicks all kinds of ass, so that's. Yeah, uh, I'm very excited that he's on the bill. Yeah, and then uh, on the Saturday, we've got Coins, aka Peter Project, Classic. doing some electro stuff. Yeah, we got Nerds with Guitars. Wonderful, wonderful guys. We've got uh, another backburner staple, more or less. More or less, the one and only. Yeah, we've got uh, a band coming up from Detroit that I'm a big fan of, Johnny Headband. They're uh, some uh, some cool dudes that I know, and then the Cybertronic Spree. All the way from Cybertron. And how can people get tickets? Well, they can head over to uh, the Horseshoe um, because they have physical tickets for sale there at the front bar. You can also get them at Soundscapes. You can get them at Rotate This. If you're in town for Fan Expo and you're at Fan Expo, you could stop by the Nerd Noise Night booth in the community area where we will be selling tickets and uh, and uh, we'll have these really cool screen-printed posters that we'll be selling for uh, for a pretty cheap fee. And I'll be hanging um, out there, I think, on the Thursday and Friday, right? Is that yep. when we're going down? Yeah, so yep. come say hi for sure. And uh, what else? Where else can you get them? You can buy them online. There's a Facebook event page. It's called Nerd Noise Night 2014. And uh, there's links on that page. Now, if you're only going to come one night, be sure to only buy tickets for the night that you're coming for. If you're just a Friday night guy, just get your Friday night ticket. But ideally, I would like you to get a ticket for both nights because uh, you're going to want to party with us both nights. So get your tickets, humans, beings, Transformers, <laughs> Planet People Eaters, of Earth. Kid Icarus, <laughs> hell, you know. <laughs> Come on, everybody's welcome. Everyone's invited. If you're a invited. Greek character, 
<laughs> we welcome you dude thank you so much for coming on it's been awesome man and uh i'm excited to rock with you so we're gonna be we're gonna be hanging out uh pretty much next weekend um so because this is gonna air i think right before this so uh thanks for spending you know a little bit of your weekend with me over here anytime and i look forward to spending next weekend with you man for sure dude see you next time peace it's an opportunity. A man could change the world. He could go back, correct the mistakes so they never happen. Make things the way they should have been. And who would decide how things should have been? H.G. Wells, time machine passengers. Past, present, future travelers. O.G. H.G. time machine massacre. The pioneers fuck a flux capacitor. They used to say he was a madman Always locked up in that lab with his contraptions Passion to fix the past Whatever happened, yo, it must have been bad You could tell he was cracking, but yo You know the doc ain't no fool He needed a guinea pig, I needed some food I was down on my luck Pounding the booze, drowning in debt I truly had nothing to lose So I climbed into that infernal machine Time shifted and stood still Then split into three, I came to In the Mesozoic era without a bow and arrow You doubt it, but imagine the Terror, dactyls and giant insects, Hanna-Barbera The past killing the dap, still planet barbaric Arrested evolution and those other side effects Ask archaeologists about the butterfly effects H.G. Wells, time machine passengers Past, present, future travelers O.G. H.G. time machine massacre The pioneers fuck a plus capacitor I'm waking up in the desert with sand on my face A dino starts chasing me, what the fuck is this place? They got the box in the sphinx, I've unlocked all the kinks The time Travel, I've traveled to a place of missing links I've been bottling schemes with my tabletop model machine Old and wooden, but I follow my dreams I'ma get to the past right from my dinner table Rocking jets with the packs in the future I'm enabled Red crabs fill a beach, last living thing in sight If the future is the past, I'ma fucking live it right They stole a time machine, I don't got no more stock Living underground, motherfucker Morlock People coming kindness is a future way of life No ray guns, vacation is the speed of light My inventions are dope I am mentally the one Put you in the future box Like hockey penalties to come H.G. Wells Time machine passengers Past, present, future travelers O.G. H.G. Time machine massacre The pioneers Fuck a plus capacitor The whole scene was something out of a dream I didn't know how it could be Until I found the machine Hopped in it in a hot minute Then I thought, wait Don't know how to work it Gotta wing it This is not great I'm hitting every button Flipping switches Changing numbers Cruising in the driver's seat Past days of thunder And years of hunger Pulling over when I find dwarves Battling with giants While I'm trying to do the time warp Had some problems in the past And I'm still bitter Traveled to the future Did my homework And I killed Hitler Caught a couple shows Otis Redding, Bill Withers Hit up the Ice Age Just to see a real winner I watched Armageddon Getting confused Went back and swam last in primordial lose School Socrates told Nostradamus prophecies Got so high with Tim Leary that I lost the keys H.G. Wells, time machine passengers Past, present, future travelers O.G. H.G. time machine massacre The pioneers fuck a plus capacitor H.G. Wells, time machine passengers Past, present, future travelers O.G. H.G. time machine massacre The pioneers fuck a plus capacitor Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Jay. Good morning. Good morning, Jay. Good morning. Some eggs, Dad? Thanks. May I have some toast, please? Thank you. Thank you.